You identify that song? Absolutely not. It's a phenomenal song. Tom Bernard Show with... See? See? What did I tell you? Oh, I was trying to identify the song. I thought you were playing a game. No, Corinne did. Fisher. <laughs> it's Corinne Fisher. Hi. Corinne Fisher. Right here. What's your name? What was Bernard. Can't smile. No, 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 no. I can get Andy to smile. That doesn't work. I'll smile. You do smile. It's true. <laughs> that's fine. So, that song is the song Tony Soprano's listening to when he drives up to the uh, to the toll booth. Oh. Going into New Jersey. It's the theme. Yeah, the opening theme sound, song. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I remember. I just didn't forgot who sang it, but you know, that's fine. That's Love fine. that show. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, it's one okay. of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, it's a great show. I, I was, I've been considering rewatching the series again. Mm, binging I understand on. that. Oh, I understand so that. good. We will be right back. Kick things off. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Oh, is that because it's Friday? Yeah. I love that song. I always use some Zeppelin on a Friday. Well, that song also came out when I was 16 years old. Oh, God, I love it. It was a wonderful time, I'll tell you that. There's no question. Actually, times right now are pretty close to what they were when I was 16 years old. Everybody hates everybody else, and yeah. uh, they do nothing but bitch constantly. That's pretty much <laughs> what it is now, no doubt about it. Tonight, tomorrow night, at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. I just met the new managers of Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, so that would, they would seem very nice. I hope you don't like them, though. I don't Uh-oh. like them. No, I'm not going to tell them. No, they're terrible. I'm not they're going to get fired. They're great, but they're terrible. I, I, yes, it, no, mom is coming in, isn't she? I don't know. She went for a walk. I just got a bunch oh, of texts. Oh, we get to meet the missus? The missus will be coming in. Nice. Yeah. Be her. Yeah, she, you will like the missus. She's a very, well, like my mother. She's a very strong woman. My mother, nice. we, we talked about that. I just, and I really, you, know, you ever heard of the MMPI, Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory? They give mm-hmm. it to, to patients around the world. It was just invented here. And on the MMPI, I score very high on the MF scale, which means I think like a woman. Mm. Oh, how does one take this test? Uh, it's 555 questions, so it takes a while to take <laughs> oh, it. Oh, jeez. Well, what they do is they, they ask the same question in, in about five different ways, so most people don't realize they're asking the exact same question. So they're kind mm. of gauging, like, emotional intelligence? Yeah, they're, they they got it all covered. I mean, wow. it's, it's pretty amazing. It, they got mad at me, though, because after I took it, you know, we're, I've been working at 92 KQRS for 33 years, right? Yeah. So... I said, 
if you ever take the MMPI, question number 92 is, I would like to be a nurse. <laughs> and they got really mad at me for telling people what uh, question number 92 oh. is. They didn't like that. I was like, yeah, there are 554 other questions. Yeah, I, and you'll okay. forget it by the time you take it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. It's not, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. They nice. ask over and over and over. Okay, so I do, I, I do want to, now that I've met you both, because everybody knows I don't do the show from the this, this studio. So. Oh, we were told it was a secret, and we shouldn't uh, tell really? people it. Yeah, yeah, they were like, don't tell Don't acknowledge that he's not See, here. That's radio. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. everybody knows I don't work out of the studio. I haven't in 16 years. Oh, okay. I don't know why they still think that's a secret. Like, no one's going to be offended if they're like, he's not in the room. Well, even Billy Bob Thornton was on this morning. and, and I mean, I'd be in the room with him. Yeah, I'd go yeah, in. I'd make he, a trip. Have you ever met him? No. no, but I would like to. He is a phenomenal human being. He's that very humble. makes me so happy. Oh, he's a great guy. Is yeah. he kinky, though? That's what yeah, I want to know. Yeah, he wore mean, her blood on his neck. That's my main concern. <laughs> I think that was her idea. Ugh. Oh. He was in for it, though. You have to be down for ah, that. Well, that's he true. said yes. Would you wear blood around your neck if your wife asked you to? No. no See, there you go. No, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I usually do what my wife tells me what to do, but if she asks me to wear blood, I'm not doing it. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, it's I mean, fair. It's, a, you know, it's your yeah. body. Yeah. It's a give and take, right? Your body, your choice. Yeah. Mm. I suppose that's true. That is true. <laughs> does it, does it, I would never tell you what to do with your own body. There's a, whose wife was it today? She all of a sudden realized she's been abused by her husband because she looked at a 17-point questionnaire, and he had treated her that way 15 of the 17 times. Oh, oh was but it emotional abuse? I suppose that was a lot of it. That know. sneaks up on you. But how... Does emotional abuse sneaks up on you? Yeah, because if you fall in love with somebody and then yeah. they treat you like crap, and and but you you see the best in people, it's very easy to be blinded to that. Yeah, I suppose that is true. And yeah, then when you take a test, or like every person you know in your life is like, "What? Well, he's terrible. Dump him." And then you're like, "Oh, oops." <laughs> That's not going to work too well. <laughs> no, I, I look. I, I when my wife comes in and you meet her, you go, "So, so why did she do that?" <laughs> yeah. Marry you? Yes. You know, but it was, uh, I just, it was one of those deals. I think the reason that it worked out is because when, would you wake up? I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm like, can I just go on with your day? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can see that. It's, it's, yawn doesn't mean you're tired. It means you can't, like, you're not getting enough oxygen. You're on the camera. I yawn during my workouts all the time. Oh, I yawn during my workouts all the time. My trainer gets so pissed. I'm like, it's not because I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just I literally am not getting enough oxygen. (laughs) That's what it is. Oxygen deprivation. No, you're absolutely right about that. But, um, now I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Your emotional abuse. This woman didn't know she was being emotionally yeah, abused. I, it was somebody you'd you'd know the the guy, but I can't remember who it was. Oh. I'm like who? I don't know. But she was she was crying, and when she realized that she was being abused, she started crying her eyes out, and it just it well because you're like how that can, it can sli- sneak up on you, and you're like how the hell did I not know? And was this whole thing a sham? Like, did you even love yeah. me this whole time? I get it. I figured out my boyfriend's a narcissist after seven years. No. So. After yeah. seven years, yeah. they figured out a narcissist. Yeah, it doesn't usually take that long. Well, it's well, it's... some of us figured it out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. But you know, that's it I love sucks. That. Yeah, it was not. No, not good. <laughs> no, he kind of fond of himself, was he? Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> well, she she dumped him. Who? No, I know, I know. So that's fine. Yeah, I could abuse him then. Yeah, just sure. pass it off I to guess. me, and I'll just tell him. I guess. Unless he's a very big guy. No. Nope. <laughs> okay, good. Then I'll abuse the hell out of him. But anyway, no, it's uh, what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> You'll be fine. No, I don't want to like badmouth people. No, no, no. I understand. That's my job. <laughs> I understand that. But I think the reason my wife and I ended up together mm-hmm. is because when, when I first met her, she was interviewing me for, well, I told you, I think, that I, that I lived in New York doing voiceover mm-hmm. uh-huh. for a long time. She was, she was interviewing. She'd go into journalism school and was interviewing me about the business. Mm-hmm. And so we went out and had some dinner and then, you know, then end up going to dinner again. But I think I was so relaxed being around her because I didn't think I had a shot. Because there was no pressure. I didn't think I had a shot. Oh, okay. So I I figured, well, there's no pressure on me here at all because we'll go to dinner a few times and I'll never see her again. And I just didn't think I had any shot. Who kept in touch? She did, which was, she said she knew the first time that we went to dinner that we'd get married. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. Because I think, though, she's... 
My wife is very proud of being a woman, and therefore, because I love women, I love strong women. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of my mother, you know, being raised by women, I suppose that's what it is. But she could tell yeah. that right away. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I can. I usually can get a gauge if somebody, a man, was raised by women. You kind of tell. There's something about them. Really? Yeah. They're, They're just, just more like, tuned. And a, and yeah, a guy maybe. that's like just totally doesn't get it or or just, you know, it, it tends to be because he's not used to being, t- you know, talking to women his whole life. As equals anyway. As equals yeah, or otherwise, yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah. God, you know, you follow golf at all? No. Absolutely not. The only reason I ask you that is because my I have a friend named Rocco Mediate who is a very famous golfer. He's a professional golfer. They, there was just, he was on an ESPN special just now because he played Tiger Woods for the 2008 U.S. Open Championship. It's the 10-year anniversary. Wow. Mm-hmm. That look you keep on your face looks exactly like Rocco Media, which is a, a compliment, by the it's way. It's like focus? No, it's just kind of like, eh, let's see if it's Taking works. it in? Let's see if this all works. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those. And I Rocco know. is like, Rocco's a great guy. Wait, well, golf it requires so much precision. I mean, you have to oh, be God, like yeah. so zoned in and zeroed yeah. in on, on, on the hole. It's true. <laughs> Oh, you see. See how she is. That was very good, though. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm a professional comedian. Yeah, that's what I understand. <laughs> at, at, at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight and tomorrow night, two shows, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Uh, now, tonight's 7 and 9.45. Tomorrow's 7.30. And I can never... Sure. Well, I know they, better than us, I, I don't know when I ask the same question. Here, and wait, I don't know. I can Why tell, do you change that. the times We don't change the times. We didn't do... Does. We have no, no, no I, I know you didn't, but... I have I, no idea. I've asked the five managers they fired because I like them. Why they keep changing <laughs> the times. But they don't... No one knows why. Maybe maybe that's Rick's way of doing it. Maybe. Because, you, know, you, know, yeah. you know, when I have to wake up in the morning, I set my alarm for odd times. Maybe he's got like a thing with odd times. Like yeah, a nine forty-five yeah. start to a it show is very odd. But that's, that's true. You know, maybe he's odd, and he, he wants to be odd. Are you going to tour Canada at all? We have toured here in a lot, and we will. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, because he owns the comedy club up in Edmonton. Oh okay, I was, which is it called the same thing? I think it's called House Comedy. Yeah, it's at the Edmonton Mall, a huge Edmonton Mall. Oh, I don't think we've done. Oh, that, not the mall. But yeah, we and performed in an, Edmonton. He has another one in Phoenix now. I think he's got oh. three of them now. Oh nice, Phoenix yeah. is great. It's a good room yeah. at yeah, the Phoenix Mall of America. Yeah, it is. See, I think that room is very, very comfortable. I usually am not wild about comedy clubs that serve, like, in the winter we go down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I don't have you ever played the improv in West Palm Beach? Yes. Mm-hmm. We were there. We so, were in West Palm Beach, yeah. So you know what a huge room that very is. Very long, wide. And then they serve food, so... There's so much noise. Clanking. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, a lot of comedy clubs aren't set up for comedy. They're set up to be lucrative. That's true. Which is yeah. not, so it's not the best place. The sometimes. few that aren't, like, yeah, um, there's a club in Denver called Comedy Works, and they are set up just for the comedy. They do serve food, but, like, oh, every well, every seat is individual, and it looks like a school desk. So every chair has, like, a desk, and you, every chair faces the stage instead of facing your friends. Oh, so that's good. And you have like, to lock up your cell phone when yeah, you go in. Yeah, it's, I love that. It is that's a great idea. One of it's the best great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do like the room, the big, you know, yeah. so many people can go and see everything at the West Palm Beach uh, Improv. But there are some chairs facing away from the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you do that? Because it's set up for food. It's, it's set, set up, up for, for like food. friends and families to eat, basically. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, luckily... He's been a friend for years, but Paul Mercurio, I went to see him. Oh, mm. he's great. Oh, I know. I've known Paul forever. He's a wonderful comic. But he's also loud, so that yeah. does help in that room. He's yeah. just very loud. He, uh, Whenever he comes to town, like I said, we've known each other for years. So, oh, matter of fact, Rick Bronson introduced us like 15 years ago or something. So every time he comes to town, he insists that I come and pick him up and drive because he said I'm the most psychotic driver he's ever seen. How he so? Said, you're much worse than anybody in Boston. How so? Are, do you speed? Do you almost no, hit people? I don't speed. No. Whenever anybody, like, last night, let me run this by you. Okay. Now, you guys, you let you live in New York City now? Mm-hmm. So you don't drive a lot? No. Yeah. I drive. Uh, do you really? I, dri- I don't own a car, but we I've driven in, in Manhattan way too many times. And when the, we go on the road and we have road gigs, I'll always drive. Oh, yeah, I so love driving. Last night, we're leaving. My, um, his sister, my daughter. And my He's like, wife's that is daughter. correct. He's yeah. nodding correct. In, in agreement. Uh, she just had a baby on, on Wednesday. Aw. Her second baby. She's got a two-year-old, and then she just had a baby on, on Wednesday. So we're down at her house. So I had to kind of drive down there 
in rush hour mm-hmm. yesterday. And two people, and I don't why would you do this? So I'm over to the right here, and I'm going to get off and go on to a different freeway. Guy over here speeds up and pulls in front. Yep. Why wouldn't he just indicate, turn on your blinker or indicator, whatever you want to call it. I know you want to come over, so I'll slow down and let you in. Because he feels small in his own life. Yep. Well, it was a big, giant pickup truck. <laughs> That's absolutely, that <laughs> makes a go. lot of sense. Have you ever noticed that guys who drive big, old, giant pickup trucks are always like little wieners? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's little wieners, bizarre. little, uh, not not fond of themselves. <laughs> or sometimes they have a lot of stuff to carry. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's not try to Oh, make yeah, these I mean, or they're in construction. <laughs> We just hate everyone who my drives brother, a truck. My brother had a huge no, truck, and he no, wasn't. No. He was. He's not a bad person, and he wouldn't do that. He's a great driver, but uh, it, I think it could, it's a stereotype because it's true. Well, <laughs> it's in, common in a lot of cases. It's it common. is true. No, I have a lot of friends. Well, yeah, don't get an F one fifty if you don't need one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's, and sometimes thing. you really need one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, one was a Dodge Ram, which is the size of a semi. Yeah, and yeah, that thing is Dodge Rams are huge, and then, bulky like Tonka trucks. Yeah, they are. And they, two of them did the same thing. Instead of letting me know where they wanted to go so I would slow down and let them in, they just charged ahead and forced their way in. Yeah. It's like, why would you do it, that? That's an ego move. Yeah. And it you can sense ego the ego reeking from the way they drive. I can no always. Doubt about and it. I, I, get, I get road rage. Do you get road rage? Yes. Oh, I get. <laughs> I take great joy in. Uh, <laughs> uh, like if uh, this, a lot of times this will happen to me. I'm going in the fast lane and I'm going like 15 above. So if you yeah. tailgate me, obviously I move over. Yeah. But there's this one guy was being such an ass and he was just weaving in and out. Ugh. And so this one car and I drove at the same speed and it was exactly the speed limit. And this guy <laughs> lost, <laughs> lost it. See, I like that. And we both looked at each other and smiled, and it was it was wonderful. See, Paul McCurio would love to ride with you because you <laughs> yeah. did that. Oh, I'm petty on the road. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, just Could you just follow the rule and be courteous? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, how many people do bad drivers kill every year? It's not, oh, like, oh. it's not like it's just some, you know, trivial little thing. Yeah, it's no. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Car accidents are a huge source of yeah. <laughs> fatality. Yeah, basically car accidents and suicide right now. I, just, yeah. I don't know so. what the hell that is. My favorite, though, is when you're driving and some guy will, like, I had this one time. I'm driving. Just got my brand new car, and he started um, merging onto the freeway and almost clipped my front end because he mm-hmm. wasn't looking in his side mirror to merge over. Uh huh. So I, you know, nailed the horn and I gave him the finger. Oh, I would tailgate the and crap out of him. He got mad at me. I'm like, you almost took the front end out of mm-hmm. off my car. Why are you getting mad at me? There's because <laughs> you were in the way. I know. I guess <laughs> there's always something to like. Uh, uh, when someone's in a car, you can't, you don't humanize them, so it's easier to yeah, get mad, and it's kind of more, true. it's more fun. It's to like get the mad first at them. internet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're uh, not really. You a know, human if someone being. bumped into me, I wouldn't be like, "What the f's your problem?" You know. Uh, so. It also wouldn't cost two thousand dollars to fix the scrape. Good you got. point. Yeah, so. or put lives at, at risk. <laughs> we will be right back in a couple minutes, Tom. But aren't you? I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. 
Tonight, tomorrow night. Did you look up the two times? I did look up the times. Okay, so tonight the shows are 7.30 p.m. and 9.45 p.m. Okay. And then tomorrow it's 7 o'clock and 9.30. Okay, let me ask you this. On a work day, wouldn't you do the earlier shows on a work day? Because people got up early Friday morning. Some people people aren't night owls, though, too, like on the weekend. They just want to... Yeah, yeah, maybe, Rick knows what he's doing. He's very successful at it, and the whole deal. Yeah, maybe it's like you just want to, like, you're in your house all day Saturday, and you can't wait to get out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might be right. You just can't stand your spouse or your family or your friends. That's really nice. There's a great future for And that's where comedy has a place. (laughs) That's very true. Just everyone alone watching comedy. Honestly, that I sounds that great. Actually, I do that a lot. I do that a lot, too. It's Just great. I do a lot of things comedy. by myself. Go out to eat, see movies. I do, too, actually. It's nice. It's, it is interesting. What, what have you seen lately you like? Uh, the last movie I saw uh, the last movie I saw was I Feel Pretty. That was a while ago. I haven't gone to the movies in a while. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I, mean, I live right next door to a movie theater with reclining seats. So oh, I, I need see. to re... re- yeah, so do I. I live right around here. And there's yeah, he that... right across the parking lot. There's a... Uh, <laughs> Full address, please. <laughs> What's your well, social? <laughs> There's a movie theater like right around here, and it's isn't it supposed to be? It's a block that way. pretty nice. Yeah, it's, oh, it's show. really nice. Yeah. You've never, never been, been inside. I just yeah, I just don't go to movies. Oh, Aww. I love movies. Oh, mm. I love seeing movies in the movie theater. I'm gonna see Hereditary. Lately. It's I heard it's like insane. Oh, I heard that's yeah. phenomenal. What movie? Hereditary. It's Hereditary. the new. It's a new the new horror film. It's supposed uh, to be like crazy. I'm seeing it on Sunday. Yeah, my husband saw it. He screened it. <laughs> he said it was so. He goes, it was so bizarre. Um, I didn't know what to think after the movie, but it was so unique. I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. So it, it's one of those. Is it okay. a psychological thriller? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I love those. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be intense. It's supposed to be really good. And by the way, you see that statue that's sitting in front of me? Oh, yeah. Jesus? Jesus, yeah. Where's For, Where? Right here. Oh. Spring uh, Jesus. For some, <laughs> for some reason, really, they think but... it's very... Because we have... Hillary Clinton and Donald I Trump that. there, so it was like everybody can be happy now because your person's here. Yeah, I didn't want to see. I, did, I was checked to see if it was anything disparaging against Hill Dog, and it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Why would I do that? I don't know. A lot I, of people do. It. A lot of people do. Why would I care? There's well, a lot morning, of nonsense against Hill. Well, and Donald Trump too. Oh, for sure. But you know, you know, he. He's I don't care. I don't so care he's about a president, that. So he he gets deserves it. it more. Well, I just don't care about well, that. Well, you would care about it as a human being. I not at this point. Really? Just nah. don't care, don't care about I mean, I don't, like wish, I don't wish him dead or anything. Well, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be nice. It's, Ill- it's really illegal, too, anyway. He's, yeah, you don't want to wish the president <laughs> dead or let anybody know that you're yeah, dead. It's no. not a good idea. No, absolutely not. He's being chastised this morning because he saluted a North Korean soldier. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's treasonous. Like, um, come on. There's a lot of down. rules. A lot of rules. A lot of rules. <laughs> no cry. But anyway, they put Jesus on the table, and they always aim Jesus at me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a religious guy as, at all. Like, oh, as really? In a, he's watching you. Yeah, it's like Jesus is watching <laughs> you, Tom. Kind of hot. One of my favorite things of all time is that there's a poster, and it's split diagonally. And on the top half of it is an NFL football player on his knees thanking Jesus for scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's thanking Jesus for the touchdown, but on the lower half, Jesus is sitting with his feet up watching hockey, <laughs> which I think is phenomenal. <laughs> wow. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, yeah. see, that's great. No? Yeah. Avant-garde. I like yeah. a good Jesus joke. Yeah, see, my mother was very, very Catholic. She was really Catholic. So when John F. Kennedy got elected president, she was just ecstatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet. Oh, God, a Roman Catholic president. Is like, yeah, right. but they killed him, so. Yeah. Know. It yeah. didn't work out for it him. It didn't work out or at us. all. Or RFK. <laughs> or I just we just talked to uh, RFK's daughter. Wow. Um, God, when was that? Was that last week or earlier this week? Well, it wasn't on the. It was on the KQ Morning Show, I believe. Oh, I thought it was on here. Yeah, I've been trying to get like them. I, said, I know it's, it's all a blur. <laughs> she is one of the smartest women I've ever talked to. She's. Well, that family's not exactly stupid, I suppose. No, they, they well, have very intellectual yeah, it's very people, intellectual minds people. in that home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was great talking to her. It's the 50th anniversary of RFK being shot dead, of course. Mm. Seriously, that, it'd be interesting because ballpark, how old are you? 
Uh, I'm 30 years old. So you're 30. I'm 32, yeah. And you're 30. Oh, so yeah, and Andy's 31. So we got a 30, 31, 32. Nice. Uh, so okay. you, Best decade ever, I got to say. straight. And then Cassie <laughs> looks like she's about 25, but she's not. No. How old are you? I'm 30. I'm going to be 37 in August. Nice. nice. Yeah. Great. And how yeah, old so are you? It's not like she's you 66. Know. <laughs> All right. I have I have literally been on the radio in this market for 48, almost 49 years. Dang. Yeah, Is it weird not being religious in the Midwest? No. No? It's not? That's an East Coast thing. That the mid, It's kind of like flyover land. So they yeah. Really People assume Jesus. that everyone here is super religious. Well, we're but... north. I feel like when, when we go to the south of the Midwest, though, oh, they oh, are yeah. oh, religious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just, just because there's like there's some jokes about religion don't go over well and as well in areas where people obviously are religious yeah, and it, that happened yesterday so I was just curious it, it seemed like yeah it seemed like people were more offended by stuff that they wouldn't be offended and like by on the coast well yeah you don't want to be openly like <clears throat> hostile toward Christianity in the Midwest whereas on the yeah. quest, on the coast it doesn't really matter I still love that Silicon Valley line though uh, did you watch Silicon Valley? I love that show mm-hmm. Silicon Valley is one of my favorite shows Mike ever. Judge is amazing he is an amazing uh-huh. writer. Uh-huh. And producer, but when the guy who's running the 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 gay uh, the gay dating site on Pied Piper, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And he comes, he goes, you outed me. What the hell did you do that for? Now no one will work with me, and it's your fault because you outed me. He goes, everybody knows you're gay. He goes, not gay, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was he outed him as a Christian, yeah. and everybody refused to work with him. That's in yeah, Silicon funny. Valley. It, That's it was very, very, funny. very funny. That's a very accurate joke. Are you going to tell your joke tonight? Yeah. Damn it, because I wanted to hear it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to, I can't tell it. No, it's not going to, on the air, it's not going to, it's It's going to bomb no matter what on oh, the really? air. Oh, well, really? yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, because you can't, delivering you don't have a that joke. Running start. Yeah, yeah, delivering a joke on a podcast doesn't really, doesn't really work. Well, or just no, like, whenever, true, yeah. whenever it, like a, a driver goes like, tell me a joke, we're always like, no. No, 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 exactly. Come to a show. Because like, they think, think, I'm like, our comedians aren't telling like, knock, knock jokes or, or street jokes, like street jokes are street jokes because right. they work on the street, right. you know, not on a stage. People don't understand that though. They don't. They don't that understand how much work it takes to to do institutionalized comedy. Mm, it's hard. Whether it's club stand up or it's you know if you do a television show or a radio show or whatever, it's not it's not the same. Because I don't do any I don't do any research at all. I don't do any pre show. I don't do anything. Whatever appears on the screen is what I read, and I don't choose what's put on the screen. <laughs> Be careful. Don't get yourself into a pickle. Oh, I've, it's happened about, what, ten times? Yeah. That would be a great prank. Like, on April Fool's Day, they could just put terrible things for you to say, and you could just start reading it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should do that next year. I have pretty good perception. Okay. Oh, darn it. And yeah, it's like, I can I can actually look ahead a couple of paragraphs. All right, good. Cause... But I don't want to give a phony response to things. I'm going to go... An Arizona lawmaker reportedly... I don't want to do that. Right. Well, your responses to, like, our questions aren't here, right? (laughs) There's not, like, staged (laughs) responses. I'll tell you what is Mm, on my screen right now. That's interesting. Yeah, what is on your screen? You will love what's on my screen right now. Will we? No. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? An Arizona lawmaker... This is an Arizona lawmaker. He's a representative from the state of Arizona. Double down on controversial comments he made earlier this week about the existential threat immigration poses yeah. to the country. There aren't enough white kids to go around. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> that's a fun I mean, sentence. There aren't enough white kids to go around. Yeah. Sorry, so the Does he know Chris Hansen? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it sounds like he's selling white well, I, had a, I had to call it back. I understand. I missed He's it. a racist and a pedophile. I mean, that's a double whammy. Well, you should see him because I think you got it nailed. Uh, Just looking at him, he's got the fake, like the, the, the really bad toupee. Oh, he's kind of got a weird... His eyes are too close together. That's a problem. <laughs> and you know, he's got a lot of... He's got a lot of freaking loser. He's a loser. I mean, I he's mean, a loser for a lot of things. And so, yeah. Why would you in any set up whatsoever in any situation decide in your head that that you're going to say there aren't enough white kids to go around not only that that means well immigrants are coming into our country and then everyone's biracial now that's uh, the pure race i know it was just like a weird thing to say like to go around like who's like does everyone getting a white kid Mm Like, wow. or what? Like, what is that? Is it coming with, like, my tax refund? Like, Don't look at me when you ask <laughs> you that get, question. You've already are you giving white kids away? I heard this where I get the white kids. See, here's what I, I don't like about that whole thing. And pe- guys like him saying what he said, because I've said this before. 
white men are not exactly the most popular people in America right now. And my son is a white man, and he's never mm-hmm. done anything to harm anyone. That's great. So could you just leave <laughs> him out of your conversation? Yeah, but, uh, you know, when, but that's the thing. Like, when, we, when people talk about, like, white men, like, the shitty ones... The yeah. ones who aren't shitty, we're not talking to you, or they're not talking to you. You know well, what I mean? So it's like, every, don't get offended, because I'd like it if they were a little you're more a good person. Because well. I now have a grandson. Well, it's too. just a little hack at this point, because like everything else, like yeah. against yes. white men, I, yes. I know, and it's just so obviously not true. Not every one of any group is anything. You can't, and it's tough in comedy because like a lot of the best comedians are straight white men, and there's not like there's not, it's not about it's just about like comp, pure comedy. It's not even about diversity. It's just like yeah, there's a lot of great straight male comedians, but there's a lot of other great comedians yeah, who not absolutely. aren't straight white men. I'm gonna tell Louis Anderson you said that he'll be very happy. Well, it's true because I just see a lot of you my like, straight somebody white of friends that. working, and they and they can't get ahead literally because they are straight white men, and people yes. like don't want that. Like they've reached their quota, and it that sucks. <laughs> they've reached their quota. Yeah, it's. Sucks. Well, but it's like, you know, women have been used to that. Anybody who's not white has been treated like that forever. So it's like, well, yeah, maybe maybe you lean a little slice of humble pie. <laughs> yeah, for maybe guys. You shouldn't be discriminated not, against. Not yeah, no, I should not. My mother was a very good friend of uh, my mother's dead now, unfortunately. But she and Louis Anderson, the family's known Louis for He's 30 so years. He's a wonderful guy, too. But my mother... Louis calls my mother and goes, Tuts. My her name was Toots. Everybody called her Toots because her real name was Theophila, which what? means Theophila. Which I means love that. The love of God. Oh, oh my gosh, what that made me like it less. But I love. It's, it's a lot. Of, <laughs> I like the name. It's a lot of pressure on a kid, though. Right. That your yeah, mother's name damn. is the love of God. It's like, ugh. We get it, God. So Louis calls. He goes, Tuts. I'm coming to town. I, you want to come to this show? She goes, Oh, absolutely. I'd love to come to the show. That's a really accurate. Impression. You're very good at impressions. Well, you did voiceovers. You did Kevin Meany. Yeah, you're great. I well, thank you. That's very nice. That's very good. I'm impressed. Usually, when people do voices, they're terrible. Oh, they're horrible. You know what I really hate is impressions when people, are hard. For some people, they just come natural to others. Yeah. And I think it's because see, now I grew up in in a in the inner city mm-hmm. where there were black people, white people, there were Native Americans, there were Mexicans. A lot of people, there yeah. Were, so you, there are a lot of different, well, I'm talking about. Well, some people grow up in like a whitewashed town, like yeah, just do. a yeah, white they, only. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I, I loved, and I brought up this morning, the Eastern European grandfathers, <laughs> you know, the, from the Slavic countries in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. They would say the weird, let me tell you something about that guy. That guy, there's something wrong with him. I said, you know, he can hear you. Yeah, yeah I know he can hear me, but that <laughs> guy. rude. <laughs> What? So that's how I grew up. So I, I, I really like that. That sounds fun. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the old black men would sit on the stoop yeah. and just sit there and have their beer. Uh-huh. And they would make observations about the world that were just phenomenal. Yeah. That's it, great. Just wonderful. Yeah, it's I love it's good to go. I grew up in a in a pretty white town in Virginia, and then when I moved to Pennsylvania, there was like a huge populations of every kind of person, and I'm like, wow, this is way better because you just get everyone's. Uh, perspective you do yeah and they're all you might learn something which is a good thing always a good thing learning is a good thing but i think that's why i can do impressions because i heard so many different accents growing up as a kid i you guys won't even know what this is probably but one of my neighbors mr forte was a was an organ grinder you know what an organ grinder is like Like for liverwurst no nope or he was cleaning an actual organ no What's an organ grinder? Yeah, you've probably seen their pictures. They're Italian men. They've got the handlebar mustache. Yeah, and they have a little box. They turn Salami. the crank. They turn the crank on a little. box. It's a music box. Uh huh. And they always had a little monkey with a cup. Oh, oh. I didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah, they yes. called organ grinder. So you know what I'm talking. Yes. About. We my one of my neighbors was an actual organ wow. grinder. Wow. It's like I love that. That's I cool. I just love that whole idea. Fun upbringing. Now was that monkey treated okay? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, he's Italian. Yeah. You know. Italian monkey. <laughs> well. I always Again. worry about those animals that are performing. I understand that, yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you treat a monkey bad, it'll just run away. Or it'll bite you. Or it'll bite yeah, you. It'll, atta- it'll throw its feces at you, I think, Yeah, is a big one. I'll they usually one. would use, like, capuchin monkeys, which yeah, are, they they're pretty well-behaved, but, yeah. Wow. I'll only do this one more time, I promise. Silicon Valley, just one more time. Okay, oh, that's I love fine. That Jared. Uh-huh. Is on there, and they send pizzas over to Pied Piper, <laughs> and Jared's not eating any pizza. And they said, why aren't you eating pizza? He goes, I've never had pizza. 
My stepmother never thought that Italians were real white people. <laughs> That's hilarious. That show is so well I love, actually, yeah, I love that. Oh, God. That, are there, oh, are there things you guys won't talk about on stage? Because, first of all, working, working in a team is tough enough anyway. Well, we're not doing stand-up comedy as a team. We do stand-up solo, but we do like the, the you, podcast we do together. Yeah, you and we do it together. We've worked together as a comedy duo for uh, eight years. So do you flip who opens? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a Every very night, smart so, idea. Yeah. But, yeah, I know other people that do that. We'll be right back, and then we'll do one more segment, and we'll get you out of here. Cool. All right. Right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Oh, there we go. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, because we got to get them out of here. Do you have to leave in 11 minutes? Because I yeah. Okay, that'll work. That'll work wonderfully. So we can just kind of see it. Then we can talk bad about you for like three or four. Oh, minutes. perfect. <laughs> It'd be unbelievable because you know. That's good. Talk sell those smack. tickets. So, hey, yeah, whatever you guys do, we don't tickets. care. The show's doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a great room, and I would assume the shows are doing well. Yeah. Two tonight, two tomorrow night. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. As a matter of fact. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So we were just talking about, you know, flip-flopping the opener, which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I know other people that do that. You do the podcast together, though. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you generally talk about everything? or Sex, uh, but we, we talk about, uh, I mean, the podcast has taken a lot of... Gender, uh, feminism, ways, social issues. Sexual assault, yeah. uh, you know, because that's something that happens way too much. Uh, yeah, I've absolutely. learned that like 80% of the people who email us have been touched as kids or were raped and never told anybody. 80%? I mean, a lot. I, I, Good I'm, God. I'm like, only exaggerating very little, but it's, these are the people who've emailed us, but yeah. And it's obviously, just, like, it's like that's a space to do that, so there's going to yeah, be no, more. We encourage, right. like, yeah, yeah. get no, stuff off your chest. Yeah, I know. Understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just actually I was interviewed by a newspaper one time. My father was mentally ill. He was, mm-hmm. he was schizophrenic. Oh wow. And he, I, we did not get along. I mm-hmm. mean, when I was literally seven, eight years old, he told me he never liked me. You know, all of his cool. personalities told you that. Yeah, all of them. Darn it. They lined up. Wait, like, but maybe then that, one of them. The was same nice. thing happens to you in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe it's you. Maybe it is me. <laughs> that's so strange. Do you think? Why do you think it is? Do you think the voice know. is part of it? No, the voice no, is, is a plus, if anything. Yeah. So why is everybody always mad at me? So, and, and <laughs> ask your wife. I don't know. Except for no my, but although she didn't show, up. she did tell me she went out for a walk, so she had to take a shower. But I wish, I hope she gets you before I could you leave. Could have be because I'd rather be showering. You yeah. would love my weird. word. I like I that it's a fa- there's a family podcast going oh, yeah. on. Yeah, that's yeah. great. My sister is usually here. Really? On Fridays. Wow. Just had a baby, but yeah, two this days is like the Partridge family so cool. of podcasting. <laughs> Would be, adorable. Would be like Kincaid then. I <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I, that, that was 
he's another guy I used to talk to all the time, David Cassidy, and he found out he didn't have Alzheimer's. He drank himself to death. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he was re- lying. He revealed it on the day he died. He said, no, I don't have Alzheimer's. I'm, I, I'm always drunk. Mm. Oh, and no one knew that? I guess not. Damn. I don't know he how you could well. miss it. Sometimes people it hide it well. Like it, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you uh, think they would, yeah, you think Price of fame, baby. Yeah, being, and being that young, being that famous. Oh, that sounds terrible. That's not a good thing. not healthy. Yeah. It's not at all. It's not mm-hmm. normal. Not at all. And to tell you the truth, over the years interviewing people who have been famous since they were little kids, they, they never get over it. Mm-hmm. I know very That's few true. people that are normal. Anna Klumski is one of the few people that was a kid child star, and she's like actually a normal human being. But she like quit and then went to college. Yeah, she took time off, yeah. which is yeah. yeah. I think important. Yeah. Well, you look at Natalie Portman. She went to college. She did, certainly didn't have to go to college. I mean, That's she's true. A brilliant yeah. Woman, Natal- first yeah. Natalie's so fucking. Well, same with the, what was the actor's name? I can never pronounce her name. The one that played Blossom. Oh, oh, Mayim Bialik. Didn't she become like a... A scientist or something. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like, a physicist, yeah. Yeah. She is. And she's a very yeah. devout Jew as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just got a divorce. I follow her on Instagram. No. <laughs> so she's you reveal to the world that she got just got a divorce. Well, I mean, it's not a secret. <laughs> but she's got Howard on... It's on Instagram. She's got Howard on the show, so she's fine. Don't yeah, worry she's, about she's, she's. I think she's going through it, but she's good. She's a very, very smart Breakups are tough. Yeah. Yeah, she's very smart. Sometimes yeah. I feel like being smarter kind of, it just ruins life for you because you know too much. I think that <laughs> yeah. might be true. No, I mean, if you have that kind of wisdom. Yeah. Well, that was my father's problem. My father was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I don't know any really smart people who are happy. That's true. I don't like, mm. I, I mean, even, I, I don't know, people I'm trying to think of, like my guru, Alanis Morris. <laughs> She's very smart, but then she went on like this this spiritual journey where she had to start doing like uh, you know chanting in in weird places in California. Trying to find happiness. Yeah, she's like a spirituality podcast now. Trying to find happiness is what that's. I suppose that's why people drink too much too. They're trying to find happiness or or they run away from. Yeah, they run away from their problems. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Have you ever read the Four Agreements? No. Oh man. Good. Yeah, it's so. amazing. It basically goes over why everyone's full of crap and they don't really. Uh, <laughs> well. They don't because you're so you're so inundated with outside opinions from day one mm-hmm. from when you're born, and then you grow up and you realize, oh, do, what what do I actually think? And then that's a whole crisis. And then it kind of breaks that down for you and makes it simplifies it. See, I, again, I was very lucky. Do you mind editing? I, I want to tell them the story it. about the mother superior. I got my pen ready. Thank you. When I was in second or third grade, so I started school two years early. So mm-hmm. I was, I think, in fifth grade. I, excuse me, second grade, I was five years old. So I was very young. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was really young. When I, but um, <laughs> three of us decided we didn't want to go to assembly. This is in second grade. We're already skipping out on things like assembly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the two guys, by so the way, who, who did it with me, both were killed in prison. So, you know. Oh. That kind of neighborhood. They, oh. just, they were. They were both killed in prison. But yeah. I mean, in second grade too. That's pretty tough. Yeah, that's rough. The innocence that's, of what weren't. happened, though. <laughs> just in case you didn't yeah. know. And okay. a lot of people don't understand child murder in prison. What I love about this story is the innocence of Mother Superior, and people don't pick up on that. This is what happened. So we're standing around in the boys' room, and all of a sudden, Mother Superior, which is always like the head nun at the school, that's what they are. She comes storming, and she goes. What are you boys doing in here? And Bill, one of the kids who ended up being killed in prison, he goes, oh, we're just fucking around. And she said, well, stop fucking around. Because <laughs> she didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. She had no idea what it meant. And I, to oh this day, love God. that. The innocence mm-hmm. of it's that. new slang. How old was she? Probably 60. Oh, my God. She had no idea what that's, that word meant. The Lord oh has my closed goodness. her off it was just, life. Wasn't it this sweet yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's very rare. It's a lovely story, and yeah. I've carried that with me ever since. Cause, but it took me a while to realize she had no idea what she was saying. She's probably yeah. a very happy lady, though. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. She was, she was Sister Emmerich was her name. Oh, well, man. yeah. Imagine how happy you'd be if you didn't know like what was going on outside oh, your convent. Your boyfriend is Jesus. He's always there for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he's, he's really kind. Right he's pretty so nice. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Good on holidays. Knows his way around the vagina. <laughs> yeah, what a guy. Do you think he was impatient, though? Jesus? Yeah. 
I mean, the money changers and all that, he didn't care for that. And by the way, Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. And I don't know why know. people claim that she was I, a prostitute. I've never read the Bible, so I don't really, I know, I've heard rumors. Well, what, what was she? I just think she was chick? just described as like an immoral She's woman. She's a fun a lady. Woman, oh, so yeah. she had sex. Yeah, well, yeah, so I mean, yes, it could mean right. a lot of things well, in ancient the, Hebrew. Yeah. I think the reason why she was labeled immoral or a prostitute, because back then, women didn't have a right to be... Right. To um, come. A spiritual leader or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I think God. that's why, and I think the Catholic Church kind of labeled her that because they wanted Jesus to be this. You think it was only Catholics that did it, not all Christians? It was mostly, I think the Catholic Church tried to well, I mean, it doesn't demonize well, I think Mary it, Yeah, because it's a form of control by suppressing other people's, yeah. like and women's want, sexuality especially, I well, feel like. Well, and then they wanted know. Jesus to make him seem like he was non-human. Yeah. The Catholic yeah. Church did a lot he of weird. Which is hilarious. women were attractive. Yeah. The Catholic know? Church. Um, virgin birth. They kind of <laughs> made everything birth. less, like, you know. Fun. Before Catholic, yep. before Catholicism, the stories were all just like, you know. It was people and people doing people stuff. And then Catholicism came along and they added, like, you know, angels on fire and demons flying around. Because they're like, like, we got to freak them out or else we're not going to get rich. Yeah. 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 Just make it more interesting. they, They added a whole lot of weird stuff. Yeah, hey, come on. It's well, a, well, yeah, like, it's all Italians like, and Irish um, people. What do you, you know. call them? Exorcisms, all that kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. You know? It's all yeah. Catholic. Oh, I'm so fascinated by that yeah. stuff. It's like taking a note from Greek mythology and just making things more interesting yeah, and like, exactly. larger than life. It really is a lot like Greek mythology it's in a lot of ways. It's a better pattern to follow. Yeah, it's strategy. like when Jesus turned into a swan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did that? Yeah. Oh, they have ancient... I remember that story. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't catch that one. Oh, yeah, they actually have like texts that they found. Everyone knows that one. Mary Meg. Magdalene and Jesus were actually married, but no. Oh, but that's right. Oh, yeah. like but they won't acknowledge that in the Christian faith or the, uh, part of the, the Catholic Church. I just love how everyone takes what they want, <laughs> and then they're like, know, "This right? is exactly what happened," well, and I know. As when, an example of what you're talking about, when you ask somebody what God looks like, they always look like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, well, if God, God was, is a white woman, God. if I was God and I was to appear to someone, I would appear like them, so they'd be less hostile. I think. Mm. I'd be Because people are pretty field. hostile towards yeah. people who aren't like them. Well, I oh, hope absolutely. God's a dog, if anything. Yeah. Oh. We could <laughs> all agree on that. People. Our dog thinks he is God. Is that why, <laughs> that is true. Is that why um, Australian sheepdogs are so smart? Maybe. They yes. got some of that divine spark in them? Oh, yeah. Divine spark? <laughs> Your son loves good. dogs. <laughs> oh, he loves he animals. Really Me loves too. Dogs. Oh, dogs are better than everybody. <laughs> I was holding my grandson yesterday. And he's a one day old. Yeah. So I'm holding my really grandson. Fresh. And our dog was looking at me like, Jude. <laughs> Jude doesn't what's like the it problem? when you pay attention. <laughs> what kind yeah. of a dog do you have? He's a, a Cavalier King Charles. Charles. <gasps> They're one of my favorite Beauty. They're the cutest no. puppies oh, I've ever seen in my life. He's a brat. He's, well, he's, they were looks, raised to be brats. They, they were bred to be brats. They really were. The yeah. origin of that breed is, is pretty true. bratty. Well, I mean, you look, in a, you look at a cavalier, and they're like, you know, these floppy, dumb-looking dogs that look like they're supposed to sit on a pillow and, yeah. you know, eat caviar their whole lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, like, weirdly agile when it comes to, like... If a leaf is blowing around, he can catch it in the wind no matter how quickly oh, God, it's yeah, going. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's I like brought... you wouldn't think looking at him that he would have any athletic ability at all, but yeah, he's, he does. They're smart. Well, he's very, very smart. I promise to get you out at uh, at uh, 12.50. So oh, I, yeah. So I will get you out on time. Thank you. Thank you for having Man of your word. Well, it was terrific to meet you in person. Seriously. You as well. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Well, I'd just like to have a conversation. I don't want to, you know, you don't mm-hmm. need to do your act, and I don't need to ask you stupid-ass <laughs> yeah. questions about your personal life. <laughs> we appreciate that. It's just a little, I, what I like to do is learn something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're I mean, curiosity. Jesus once turned into a swan. I had, I and said. He was that was actually. <laughs> to some people. That was a Greek mythology reference. <laughs> no, that's what I'm joking, because he was like, Jesus turned into a swan, and I was like, I don't think that. Jesus turned into a dragon. There's a famous story in Greek mythology. Zeus turned into a swan. And he went up to a woman who pet him, and somehow that got her pregnant. So, that, a man would write that story. That just keeps happening. <laughs> oh, man, the Greek it. gods were messed up. I tried they to get you out of ten too. I he just Andy's not going to let. It. Andy doesn't want you to go. There are three millennials in here now, and he doesn't want to give that up. Yeah, we're all kind of borderline. I know. Yeah. I was going to say I was like, ah, I don't really feel like I have the same viewpoint as millennials. I don't yeah. either. either. I'm like right no. on the cusp, and I don't identify with them at all. <laughs> Clear divide. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for coming. Seriously, it was very, very nice to meet you. Thank you. See, what I like most about it 
is that you're both very intelligent. I like that. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. What's true? We read. Yes. We read. Yes. We read some books. Are. Well, yeah, we talked go. about books earlier. You didn't think the kids were reading them anymore. We are. We're into them. Are you the kids? No. <laughs> no. Not no I more. just try to get that past you and see see if you would yes. go for it. I've been around a block a few times, <laughs> but uh, you. So you the shows went well last night. We had one well. show last show. night and it was very good. Yeah, very yeah. good. It was I comedy audiences in this in in Minnesota are really good. They really all Minnesotans good. love their comedy. They I, absolutely I, I love so it. appreciate that because comedy means a lot to us. And so when we come out and there's just drunk chicks being like, "Yeah," I and hate when, that. It's I, not good everywhere. The, the last time that happened to me is last weekend of shows, and I the, the right up top, I was like, "You're going to be a problem," and I'm telling you right now, for all of our sakes, <laughs> shut the hell up, yeah, okay? Right. <laughs> and I'm so nice, but like, I will reel into somebody. You know Wendy Liebman. Yes, great Wendy. comic. She's one of the reasons I started comedy. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've known Wendy for years as well. Last time she was in town, I'm there, and she said, come on over to the show, and we went out to dinner, and we had a wonderful time. We go to the show, and there are four bachelorette parties. What? Oh, that should be nightmare. not allowed. Four of them. That's terrible. They all have, like, penis hats. Go to a strip club. You know, they, you know, they get these hats on. Oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I just we went know. to a bachelorette party. That's terrible. They, were, they would not laugh at anything. They wouldn't pay oh. attention. They wouldn't laugh? They, See, usually they weren't paying attention. It was unbelievable. Oh, it, was the kind, text it was the kind of bachelorette party where the night was about them and not the comedy. Oh, yeah, that, it was. Yeah. It's every and comic's also, nightmare. One other thing. She, she made him. I said, Wendy, don't do that ever. Mm-hmm. She let the audience know she was recording a CD. It was at Acme. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm, I'm recording a CD. Don't tell people. Well, usually sometimes people will behave better, but I guess bachelorette parties can't be wrangled. There was a guy in the back the entire night. And I <laughs> love Wendy Liebman. She's one of the most clever comedians yeah. of all time. She's wonderful. Every time she told a joke, this guy in the back went, <laughs> because he wanted to hear himself on the CD. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, I was say, you... I have a very loud laugh. It's not because of that, though. It's just because that's how I you? laugh. But yeah, some people have terrible Actually, laughs. D- doesn't she remind you of Alex? Who's that? A great oh, person? Oh, yeah, Alex. That's our daughter. Oh. My daughter. I was going to say, I think you have a daughter. No, no. His, his, <laughs> sister, his younger sister. But you carry yourself much like you're a very confident person. Thank you. Uh, our yes. daughter is very, very confident. Good. <laughs> like, do you think she's overly confident, Andy? Mm, I don't know about confident. I don't know. She's it's, strong-willed. Yeah, she's strong-willed. It's, it's, it's a different <laughs> phenomenon than okay. confidence. I don't. There, there's not. I don't really think there's such a thing as overly confident. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. I, just, I mean, you just have to. You have just whatever it is you're confident about. You have to like then prove it. Yeah. Through your actions. That'll work. But. I, I now we all have to go. So this all is right. I'm sorry. sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. We kept <laughs> four, four minutes longer than we would. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tonight, tomorrow night, Rick Rounds is the house comedy. You were a terrific guest. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having us. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.